Oh. Oh, now we go. What was that? It's, it's under this monitoring thing. There's a thing that says reload devices. Uh, you just look at the case. Check. It's kind of an old pixel. Next book. Thanks, Jack. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Jack. Okay. Jack. We're, we're, we're back now. We've been here. You guys Hello. are just catching up. You guys missed a whole lot. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's just kind of start back from the beginning Recap. again. Uh, M-Crow Radio, M-Crow Beer, Glacier Cold, Fawn Fresh. We got mm-hmm. Echo Kid into the studio today. We're going to play some records, talk about some cool stuff, and uh, they're going to play some music at the end. That sounds like a good good day. Hell yeah. So uh, let, let's, uh, let's go back over what we, we talked about a moment ago. Uh, cool. Echo Kid, where, where's the name come from? The name is a tribute to one of our favorite records by a band called Turbo Fruits. We're a garage rock band from Nashville. We listened to that record a lot when we were first like starting out playing music, you know, like 10 years ago or so. And uh, I always thought it would be a cool name for a band. Kind of evokes, I always thought it kind of sounded like something from the past and also kind of something a little futuristic. So uh, we carried it around in our back pocket until we needed it. And then we pulled it out. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah. And then uh, fast forward, another moment of conversation. Uh, yes. You guys have been writing together. You knew each other since high school. Yeah. 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 And uh, you guys have meandered in out of each other's lives, and you've played in bands together. And uh, how many how many bands have you guys been in total at this point, would you say? I guess three, right. or you could say four, including a name change, but it doesn't really count, so three. Yeah. I had a band with a friend, and Christian played drums, called Post Departure. Then he had the band RFA. He had been in since high school, and I joined when we got to college. And then I sort of started a solo thing called Wayla Jr. And then he was already sort of recording on all of that with me. So we decided, let's just make it a duo. And then we called it Echo Kid. That was like 2020, kind of. We started like officially calling it that. Yeah, it started the pandemic. Okay. How many people are in the band total now? Just the two of us, technically. Like, we kind of write and record all the stuff. Okay. With some exceptions, like a couple of our buddies do have helped us record and, you know, yeah, we write some around, songs. We'll have them add something maybe to the song. Yeah, we love to collaborate with yeah. whoever's around, but just kind of to streamline the process. It's mostly just the two of us. And um, But the live band, the Lunar Sludge Band, we call it, is uh, is made up of people who we've also been playing with for a long time. Just members of RFA and like, you know, just a couple of friends we've known forever. There's about six okay. of us right now. But yeah. We're trying to get a keyboardist, so maybe seven. Yeah, <laughs> anybody plays the piano. So the, the, the Lunar Sludge thing, I was, I was very curious about that. What is, uh, what, what is that? What that's that the Lunar about? Sludge Band. That's just, that's just the band. That's the, the backing name, band. Yeah, it's like the unofficial name of the full group. Oh, it's official. It's yeah. official. <laughs> official, unofficial. It's, it's, it's on record now. It's official. Yeah. It, it has a... They're it like sort of a. Uh, a lot of feeling. I feel like Lunar Sludge. They're they're like a space kind of, rock band. You know, I always imagine them as like they're these these characters that play in like a like a Western saloon that's located on the moon, yeah. and they play all night long. You know, they never stop. It's kind of dusty. It's like. Yeah, it's like desert rock from space. <laughs> <laughs> desert space rock. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I take it. All right. Okay. Um. Oh, I had one question for you guys, and we'll get into some records. Cool. If you were a professional wrestler, what would your intro song be? That's a good. rainy day woman number number twelve that and thirty five. Immediate. It usually yeah. takes someone like at least a minute. Like who's thinking? Okay. <laughs> I'm confident nice. in my answer. Yeah, I was gonna say like, I don't know, like Helter Skelter or something. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's pretty wild. Yeah. Fucking Real intense smoke everywhere. Misty nice. Mountain Hop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. What uh, what record do you guys got lined up first for us? So we brought uh, a few things from our collection, and I believe this first one is. 45 of Steelers Steelers wheels hit 
stuck in the middle with you. I'm going to start out here. Let's Courtesy of we'll Father Brands. Thanks, Father Brands. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Great. There we go. Enjoy. We'll be right back. A little pee break, and uh, we're all set up to go. Make that back on there. 
You can just pop that off, yeah. Let's see what that's. Hit that button on the left there. There we go. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> You're staying hydrated, feeling good? Got the pee out? Got the pee out. Okay. I uh, had two big cups of coffee before nice. I came here. Two cups of coffee before noon. Yeah, that, yeah, that, I do that, like two in the morning. That's a sign of like you're under thirty. <laughs> oh yeah, over thirty is just yeah. not an option anymore. I usually do two in the morning, and then sometimes I don't finish the second one. You know, the second one's just to really make sure yeah. that yeah. it gets in there, and then uh, yeah, and then probably one at like four o'clock to any anywhere between four and seven p.m. I'll have four and seven. Yeah, Ooh. you know that seven's stretching it a little. I might be up real late that night, but I usually just make a big pot of coffee, you know, in the morning, and uh, just kind of keep drinking it until it's. Until it's gone. <laughs> what, what's, what's your collective bedtime here? Let's talk about that. Usually, um, so I'm I'm a little more of a morning person than Christian. So oh yeah. Okay. I uh, I'm I nocturnal. Have to get up early two days of the week. So in that case, I'll go to bed around midnight. But uh, on like a night where I don't care, I don't know, two thirty. <laughs> I don't. I haven't lived the straight life in some time. <laughs> I, I, I had a nine to five. You know, it's like before COVID, but. And I do, when I'm up in the morning, I like the morning, but I'm definitely more of a nocturnal person. So I've been working at a restaurant, which is nice. So I, okay. you know, that definitely sleep lends, in. Yeah. lends to that uh, behavior. Yeah. Late night. I like starting work at 3 p.m. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that is, I haven't done that in a long time. I've been 9 to 5 for <laughs> as long as I can remember, really. It's yeah. kind of exciting for me. I've never really done it, so yeah. it's, it's been fun. But. Cool. Um, so, talked about shows. <clears throat> Got that stuff. Oh, I don't know if you mentioned the shows on the air, though. Oh, I don't know, I don't know. yeah. Well, let, let, you got some upcoming shows. Let's we, make sure we cement we that in. We do. Um, if you're in the Philly area, we have shows at, uh, one of them is at Philomoca on November 10th. That's a Wednesday. And that one is uh, pretty cool because we're playing with a band that we have actually been listening to since high school called Surfer Blood. And so that's going to be a really fun show. I'm excited to see them and play with them and meet them. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then we've got uh, our friends coming up we're going to play a show with them on November 12th at the Grape Room, and that's in Maniunk. June and the Jets. June and the Jets. And the and, Roof. And the Roof. From State College. Two great bands. And, uh, yeah. Pittsburgh. Besides that, just working on a new album. Cool. Yeah. New album. When, you, when you're writing an album, do you... So, was this, I, I kind of went through some of your discography beforehand. Um do you have like an idea of like, I want to write 10 songs, I want to write 12 songs, I have like an idea of what every song is going to be about, you just kind of like let it flow, I'm like, oh, we got enough material to fill an LP, let's just kind of press it. It's definitely more of that, but it, it kind of won't necessarily be the first 10 songs we write, you know, we'll just sort of like be making music for a while, I mean, a couple months, whatever, a year, and then, uh, you know, maybe certain songs with a similar aesthetic will kind of all, all uh, you know, appear to be related in some way, you know, and then the record kind of takes shape from what all the stuff that we've thrown at the wall i guess my mic wasn't even on that's why it was so low oh. <laughs> you, they just heard our answers to everything yeah, nice. yeah we're just talking to ourselves yeah we're just talking about stuff we're professionals <laughs> they're professional they're professional <laughs> yeah i do feel like writing that way though kind of naturally like when we write a certain amount of songs i feel like close to each other in time like we'll, we'll sort of get into trends of recording songs a certain way yeah yeah so they all sort of have that same aesthetic if we're like we might be like listening to some type of music like during these few months and so we're like writing that way kind of like those songs okay. are like making our recordings sound that way so it's kind of like a reflection of definitely yeah. what we're thinking at the time okay are you do you guys both consider yourselves guitarists first 
I don't know. I'm kind of like jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> I always kind I, the, of the reason I ask, like me and uh, we, I went camping the other weekend, and a bunch of buddies were in, like we're all essentially like the, if we go into a room, the first instrument I'm going to pick up is a guitar. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. go to the drums first. I'm not going to go to the bass. I'm going to pick up a guitar first. So writing music as a guitarist, I I've found trying to write more different kind of music and like leaving space. Like I cannot stop writing guitar driven music. Yeah, I feel that. So when you start, do you start with guitar always or do you kind of have like a beat in your head sometimes or do you just kind of all over the place? I think for the more like conventional like songs that have like, you know, conventional song structures, like they're usually written on either like a guitar or like a piano sometimes, right? Yeah. But both of us, I think, enjoy like making loops and kind of grooves and stuff like that. So sometimes I'll sit down and just sort of like play a drum beat and kind of like hum like a bass line or something in my head. And then go back and kind of build up this like riff, you know, that way, starting with the rhythm instruments, which can be fun. But yeah, yeah. I feel like <clears throat> most of my writing like starts with a guitar, and that's kind of like you're right in the sense that like it it is like whatever part I'm playing on the guitar is probably going to be the part uh, in the song. You know, it's rather than just like figuring out the chords and then like having the other instruments play it or something, but. I don't know. It's like it's hard to get away from that because you put yourself in such a corner when you do that. Yeah, definitely. Because like, like trying to leave space is like the hardest thing to do. That like, actually, play the whole it thing. is something right, that I've been yeah. consciously trying to get into like this past year, just in quarantine, because I felt like that you know, like I was kind of all of this, all of the songs I would record just always had an acoustic guitar, like playing the chords somewhere. Yeah. You know, even if it was real low. So it yeah, is kind of refreshing we, to just like remove it <laughs> and have it. That's like how we start a recording. <clears throat> usually, is two of us playing guitar and or one of us at least playing the chords and that's like even if it's just like a scratch yeah. track just it to might structure the song it'll then lead to the drums and the bass and the piano and then maybe we take the guitar out maybe we keep it in cool other stuff nice i uh, i've been working with a friend this was the weirdest writing thing i ever did like she just sent me a vocal track and she's like could you just write a bunch of music to this i'm like that was like the hardest thing I've ever done. Like I've like had a vocal huh. melody in my head and like, you know, if it's in your head, you can like kind of like, you know, figure out the chords you want to go with it. But like to write to like a complete wow. vo song mapped out vocally yeah, was the most difficult thing I've ever done. I'm surprised somebody just sang a line without like having music in her head underneath. Just, just snapping. Like, just keeping time. Yeah, I guess, I guess she probably has an idea of yeah. what it would be, but then it'd be interesting for her to see like if you come up with something completely different yeah and that that, that she's like oh i didn't i didn't expect it i don't know it was fun uh, i want to try that more often because we all write like little like one line like oh, i want to yeah yeah song or something try to like map out two and a half three minutes of just like vocal melodies i'm like i'm gonna write to that that's what they do in like uh, music school right like jazz school they have people like like re harmonize a melody you know like you take like a famous melody or something and then they remove the chords and try to fit like different chords over mm -hmm. the melody ah. That's really cool. I've never done that, <laughs> but I know, like, I had a friend who studied jazz guitar. I remember him doing stuff like that. We took that, that, a, that's homework. That is straight up yeah. homework. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> I did a, one, like, semester of a songwriting class in, in college, and the professor had a song that he had written just with the lyrics, and everybody had to go home and record what they thought the song would be just with the lyrics, and it was really interesting, like, when you're just given lyrics. That's like, really cool. The plethora of melodies, styles, genres, like that all had the same like cadence but or like lines you know in the yeah, lyrics yeah. but i don't know it was just interesting you could just like all change it up if you all have one thing that's similar i have a record in my bag actually um it's billy bragg and wilco the mermaid avenue sessions you ever listen to those yeah mm -hmm. baby that's a it's is that the one with like california stars on it yeah yep. yeah so that oh, was like yeah, okay. uh woody guthrie they just yeah. uh, his 
daughter or niece i don't remember completely but she just found a book of his poetry like entitled like mermaid avenue Mm. and she gave it to billy bragg like hey here's like a bunch of songs he never made but like i want to see him made like can you do this so like it's three lps and it's just like it's all over the place genre wise it's a really cool record it's beautiful dude yeah that that album is really cool that's awesome so what uh you, you said like you know like the most recent bands you listen to kind of influence kind of like what you're writing. What, what's kind of, where are you at right now musically? What's been on the, your playlist? I've been uh, deep in the Velvet Underground for the past like mm. two, three weeks for some reason. We just watched they the documentary. A, oh, saw the documentary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, it was Lou Reed passed away like seven, it's, what was that, eight years ago? Like yeah. a couple days ago. So I just kind of, it's been floating in the air. I've been yeah. pretty, pretty heavily into that stuff. Nice. I've been... Um, reading John Lennon's biography so like I've been getting into the early Beatles stuff again and that's kind of where I am in the book is like when they're just starting to get famous in England Um, so that's been cool and they like reference other influences that they had like you know Smokey Robinson and stuff like that so I feel like I've been yeah a lot of 50 stuff too I feel like Like it's it's cool thing about like Beatles like I'm not a Beatles fan by any means Um, but it's like really cool when like you kind of you're able to put yourself in like the mental place of like time and place for that music. But, like as you know, someone growing up in like the late nineties, early two thousands, this band is boring. My parents love this band. Yeah, but like right, you put it right, time yeah. and place, like Rolling Stones, like how that was probably just like sonic overload. It's like it's really crazy. We can kind of put it in that sense and respect mm-hmm. it. But Beatles just they just never did it for me. I told the line my I kind of told that line when I was a little kid because my mom would always be like, I love the Beatles, you know? And I was like, I hate the Beatles. Yeah. So <laughs> then uh I don't know, somewhere along the line, I discovered her, like, records in the attic. I think I got into, like, you know, I got into the Rolling Stones. They were cool, you know, they seemed yeah. pretty cool. And then I uh, found some Beatles records. It was like, oh, I'll put this on. I'll see what it is, you know. <laughs> and then uh, and that I'll, I'll give it a chance. ruined yeah. my life, you know. <laughs> there, there goes the rest of my life. It's the greatest thing I'd ever heard. Yeah, some some people just grabs them. Like, uh, Grateful Dead, I never really kind of gave them a shot. Then, like, COVID yeah. hit, and I was, like, taking my dog on, like, hour-long walks. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I need something that I'm just, like, not, like, looking at my phone and changing new place yeah. every time. Like, That's so I just great. started listening to Grateful Dead, and I was like, I, I kind of get it. I get yeah. it. Like, started with American Beauty, and kind of, I didn't really like the stuff after that too much. I don't like when it got too jazzy. I like, but I like the stuff, like, beforehand, like, more folky kind of stuff. That yeah, was a yeah, more, yeah. Like, more Americana. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me, me too. I didn't really get into them until like we were talking about touring, like driving around the country. Like, I think that unlocked a lot of things for me, like, like American, just old American country music and stuff like the Grateful Dead, like Americana, yeah. kind of like. Sometimes you, know, you want something that can be on for an hour and it's you don't mm-hmm. really need to think about it. You just need to kind of like go. It with just the flow. goes, yeah. Yeah, me yeah, too. So. I also recently, I feel like in the past couple of years, have gotten into them and just, especially their early stuff. Like you always, you, you always know. Like I feel like. People know a lot of their 70s, 80s stuff, but the 60s, like, they were very kind of, like, just garage rock, like, bluesy, you know, yeah. kind of early psychedelic. Was cool. I was I was reading one story when they, I forget what record it was, but it was, like, a, it was one of their bigger label debuts, and um, the producer just, like, walked out on them because they're, like, they're, like, super, like, tripping face out of their mm-hmm. mind, <laughs> and they wanted to record the beginning of it with just, like, a mic in the field recording country air. And then another mic, uh, like go back to the city and record like city air and have the uh, the album like encompassed in that like sandwich with it. And the car, the producer was like, I can't fucking do this. I mean, yeah, you guys are too fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, too much drugs. I'm getting out of here. And they never they made that like, record. Oh man. But they they, they I hear some cool stories about them. Some cool tour stories <laughs> from them. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Hell yeah, man. 
All right, what else? Uh, what other records you got lined up? I see you brought pulling over here. We got some Bob Dylan. Yeah, we got uh, my favorite song of all time, okay. "Subterranean Homesick Blues." It's the first. That's the first song right there. First song. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it on for you. Hell yeah. Right. I'm gonna eat a little snack because I'm a hungry boy. Eat a snacky. Uh, yeah. So here we go. We got a uh, Bob Dylan off of uh, "Bring It All Back Home." Subterranean. What was it? Subterranean Homesick Blues, baby. There we go. Mike's on this time. Some Bob Dylan for you. We were just talking about how I hate Bob Dylan. Uh, it's not really my thing, but you know, for some people it is, and you know that that's the beauty of music. Amen. <laughs> it is. So you've done some touring. You haven't done too much touring. Well, we well, we've no, done touring together. Band. Oh, you were in yeah, okay, we were in the same right. band together, and I played bass and he played guitar. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, we we kind of. Like we mentioned earlier, I think we were kind of like starting to write music together because we didn't really write music for the other band. <sighs> and uh, yeah, so we, we've done like a few tours with that band, kind of, I think the furthest we've gone is like Austin or Chicago, whatever mm -hmm. one's further. And yeah. then, uh, you know, not nothing really with this new group yet because, you know, we formed during pandemic. So it was kind of... How, how is it coming back to like playing shows? Is it great? Pretty pretty great. I think it's great. Awesome, yeah. Feels We're both good. vaccinated. Like everywhere we've played so far has required everybody to be vaccinated coming in. So it's nice. kind of like, at that point, I'm just like, what more can you do? Like, screw it, man. Yeah. I just want to play a fucking show. Got to yeah. die for the craft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to die for the craft. Yeah. yeah. 
Good, good. That's good. Uh, a few people went to their first show this like the other night. And they're like, oh, it was like weird, but it was like so nice being back in a venue. Yeah, yeah. So it's it came back to some semblance of normal. But yeah. We did. We were able Slowly to do some outdoor stuff during the pandemic. Like we did That's a rooftop cool. one at the pharmacy in, yeah, that was in fun. South Philly. Oh, pharmacy! Year. I forgot that, that place is cool. Yeah, I played they, a gig there a couple years ago. It was cool. We, I, I don't think we've ever actually played indoors. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, I've never. We never. They like there. hooked all this shit up to the roof. And it's great, man. People were kind of awesome. watching down below. Carried an AC like, thirty up onto the roof somehow. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> they did a whole like live stream thing. <laughs> but uh that's actually really how we started the first few gigs we did were like all outside you know in 2020 so which sucks man nobody likes playing outside but actually the pharmacy was cool cause, you know full band like we kind of there wasn't a lot of uh it was a good situation you know it was cool to be up on the roof people watching down you know down below it's weird when you're just kind of at like a some sort That'd of kind of weird just looking down at everybody it's i, cool I guess it, you feel like you're one, you feel like the Beatles, you know, doing the rooftop concert. Yeah. Which of is course, yeah. But then also, you're just like in your own world up there, and like yeah, there's yeah. all these buildings around you. Like it was so sunny and beautiful, and like yeah. we were just like with each other. Like nobody down there mattered. Yeah. <laughs> but That's like, pretty cool. At the end of the day, they did, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We all matter. Yeah, we all. Everybody matter. matters. So when do you when do you anticipate this, uh, the next uh, album being done? Well, we're almost finished. Done now. Yeah. Within like a week, probably. Yeah, oh, nice. Got, but. Well, recorded, in a, and we only have like two more to finish, yeah, yeah. and then um, we got a guy in Australia who hit us up, like he found us online, and he's like a mastering engineer, and he's been really cool, like he did a couple tests, and we love how it sounds, so he's been kind of giving us mixing tips, and like also is going to like master the album. Nice. Um, That's awesome. His name is Seif Flynn. Seif Flynn. Mr. Flynn. We call him Chiefy. Chiefy. That's okay. how I thought it was pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Chief. Chiefy. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, that, that should be, uh, hopefully that's mastered and finished by like November and then we're going to try to shop it around the labels. Um, <laughs> November 1st. I guess, I guess I'm at the end of November. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I'm just yeah, laughing yeah, to November myself. Is here. It is November now. Yes. It is now November. Well, you plan on trying to like, I guess, you know, like get in touch with the label, trying to get them to kind of support it. And then you kind of go out on tour from that. Like you're trying to like, that would be, tour? be, that would be great. great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, I think we want to like have something ready to be released essentially that we've worked yeah. on so that we could just present it yeah. to some sort of label that would have like more marketing pull than just us. You I mean, know? we're not yeah. good at the PR marketing best case. That, that would be the best case scenario. You know, we're definitely going to try to see what we can do, see if somebody you know likes it wants to wants to help us nice, help nice. us with yeah. it but if not we'll do it ourselves you know whatever you plan on a press it vinyl cassette just digital stuff or vinyl, vinyl and cassette so would be expensive. great but it, it is, is but va- like rather it. expensive I think, I think if we if we got to a point where we had a lot of people come to our shows like that they'd probably buy that more than a cd you know oh yeah yeah we have some cds just to like have but and they do sound pretty good actually it's they fun. sound great like, sounds better than car, streaming pop it in but give out about 50 percent of them because yeah. like you know that's how you just gotta throw the demo there yeah, a million times exactly and hope the right person listens exactly so do you guys i mean when i was younger being in bands like we would go to shows and like after the show like hand out like a million demos like are you guys still doing that you guys just out there in the yeah. streets throwing yeah stuff out there or? i think we're at we do stickers more obviously there's less yeah. less shows or i guess maybe not now but you know because of covid maybe we haven't been doing that the past year as much but you know as we as we go to more shows play more shows definitely going to be Tossing the CDs everywhere. Nice. Everybody too is is like, uh, so in you know Instagram and stuff. So I feel like if yeah. we just say our name enough while we're on stage and we hand out all the stickers, like, 
I feel like stickers resonate with people. People yeah. like putting shit on things. Yeah. People do like I mean, shit you guys came in here. You're like, I got some of these MCR yeah. stickers. Yeah, give me, give me a that pe- People love stickers. <laughs> I want to show you where I've been. Yeah. What Are you I a like. bumper sticker kind of people? Sure. Yeah, I don't I don't know. have well, a car, van, so. Here's one for you if you'd like. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> my van has. Uh, Put it right on the fridge. Has a lot of bumper stickers on it. Yeah. Oh. Because, you know, Donna. it's just a white van otherwise. Yeah. I don't want to just be a white van. True. <laughs> Old oh, faithful Donna. Old Donna, yeah, that's her Old name. Da- that's her name, Donna. Okay. Oh, Donna. She's given. Yeah, she's gotten <laughs> us through a lot so far. She's not very good in the snow. No, she's not. So, I've almost crashed her a couple of times. Yeah. So it's oh. a little scary, but. Okay. She keeps you on your toes. What are you gonna do? Yeah, he fits all the equipment. All the equipment. Sorry, hold on a second. Sure. Thank you. Text me. That's not important. <clears throat> All right, where are we going from here? What other what other records we got on here? Because we're we're getting kind of close to our time. I didn't realize. I want to get you guys playing some music. Oh yeah. So let's get cool. a record on. Kind of get you guys set up to play some tunes. Yeah, we'll get everybody pumped up with this next one here. This is a little uh, beauty from Brenda Lee, called Sweet Nothings. Little beautiful Brenda Lee. Fifteen years old here on this track. She's singing. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So uh, here it is, and then we'll kind of come back and uh, hit you with some Echo Kid tunes, fresh out the studio. Uh-huh, honey. All right. My baby whispers in my ear. Keeping to myself, sweet nothing. Special love, sweet nothing. for tonight sweet nothing mm, sweet nothing sweet nothing mm, sweet nothing sweet nothing all right here we go mcr radio's first live set featuring echo kid philadelphia locals some real rockers. Hope you guys enjoy. 
Thanks, Cleveland. Here we go. Thank you, We're Cleveland. Do <laughs> uh, yeah, that was Lonely Tree. We're going to do one. This one's called uh, Babies Made of Lead. Babies made of lead, making bread. And uh, here we go. So are these, uh, these older songs, these songs off the new record coming out? Well, that last one was off of uh, our last record, and our first album was called Folks at Home. So that one's online, Babies Making Bread. Okay. And uh, the, the first, first one, one played is going to be on the, gonna new, be on the new record. Nice. Lonely Tree, yeah. And uh, another? Show? Yeah, let's, let's yeah. go for it. We got, we got some more here. All right. We could do, uh, this one's called Take It As It Comes. Let's do it in B. This one's off of our, our album online as well.
Nice, nice. I, I, I listened to that song uh, the other day. I thought that's a really cool one. <clears throat> it's really cool hearing it acoustic because when I was listening to it in uh, my car when I was driving, I was kind of like, I was like, this sounds like a song that should be in a movie where there's like a house party and there's a band playing in the living room <laughs> and the furniture's kind of moved out of the way. But it was really cool hearing like the two kind of versions of that. I really dug that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I always feel kind of funny playing that. I second guess my position because you second guess yours, and then I realized no, this is the position I normally do. Hey, yeah, st- yeah. Stick to the position, the gut, the yeah, gut position. Stick to the position. And I'm more comfortable playing these songs on bass because that's kind of what we do with the full band. Okay. Which is funny because guitar is like my first instrument, but at this point I've just gotten more natural, I feel like, in bass. Nice. So it's it's always like. See what I can you, do. You, you, you <laughs> like, can groove a little more. Yeah, you have a little yeah. bit less to worry about playing bass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can fuck up a little bit yeah. less. <laughs> See, he took my job. I used to play bass when it was uh, like his side project. You know, and we were in the live band. Classic. That was nice. Nice. No pedals. I, I you can't can just do relax. the electric guitar. You know, you gotta do it with this guy. <laughs> cool. We got time for probably like uh, two more. We got about seven, eight minutes left. All right. Cool. You guys wanna play some records? Play some more tunes? Getting getting some some heart reactions online here. People, people digging <laughs> oh, the live tunes. Wow. We can do. You wanna do some? Uh, Songs we got. What can we do? We do Pinky. Sure. You guys want to hear Pinky? Yeah. They they, they said yeah. Pinky. Cool. Yeah. Play some Pinky. Tuning real quick here. It's all part of being a musician. You know, you gotta tune your instrument every now and then. And I'll take this chance. You know, do the do the line plug. You know, M Crow Radio, sponsored by M Crow Beer, Glacier Cold. Fawn Fresh, thanks for tuning in. If you're just catching up with us now, this is Echo Kid, Philadelphia Locals, blessing us with some uh, some hot tunes, new and old. Delicious. Let's do it. Ready? Yeah. Two, oh, one, two, three, four.
I love that. I love seeing guitarists play and they start playing the lead. You, you always get the stank face. If, if you're not getting a stank face on it, you're, you're not trying. And you, you, you put it out. You had the Bruce jaw going there for a moment. I didn't know where I was going for a second. <laughs> it worked out. It was great. So we got we got time for one more. You guys got one more in you? Yeah, I think we do. Cool. Sure. You pick it this time. Can O. Still play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. Well, 
thanks for coming in today. This is my first time interviewing somebody, first time doing some live music on the set. So thanks for uh, kind of peeling off the Band-Aid with us today. <laughs> a couple of hiccups in the beginning, but we got there. Yeah, kind of ironed itself out. So Thanks for having us. Yeah. Uh, Bandcamp is where you can find your music? Yeah, Bandcamp, sure. Spotify, iTunes. Um, just type in Echo Kid. We're at Echo Kid Jones on Instagram, Facebook, whatever you use. All right, and there you go. There you have it. Thanks for tuning in, people. M. Crow Radio, M. Crow Beer, Glacier Cold, Fawn Fresh. Take care. Glacier. <laughs>